0: Uh, firstly, thank you very much, uh,
1: Steve, uh, for accepting my invitation and accepting to be on my show.
2: That's not a problem. Happy to do, do it. So I thought to tell
1: about uh, you, uh, you and the work that you are doing to my audience. Okay. So can you please introduce yourself?
2: Yeah, my name is uh, Steve Key, and I'm in uh, I'm in Canada. I'm a Started a semi-retired communications executive, uh, spending the last 40 years working in uh, in the media and in
0: uh, media relations and corporate communications with you know a number of high-profile organizations.
1: Wow. So can you elaborate your work?
2: Well, I started when I went to college. I took a course in Radio broadcasting. Um I had originally wanted to be, you know, a a radio disc jockey or a sportscaster. Uh, but the, the news bug bit me. I was able to work at a all news radio station in Canada called CKO. It no longer exists, but uh I was able to write and report and and, uh, edit audio and, and really learn all aspects of what is a news story. Uh, from there, I mean, I spent six years there. It was wonderful training ground. I went to work in, in the corporate communications world. Often former journalists will go into public relations, media relations, and I worked for 20 years for the Toronto Stock Exchange, which is Canada's largest market, uh, where I was on the front lines of pretty well every financial major financial news event from 1988 to 2008, uh, everything from market crashes to uh, the decline of large corporations to the after effects of the market from 9-11, uh, you name it, I, w- I was there and uh, it was an exciting time. At 2008, after 20 years at the Toronto Stock Exchange, I decided I wanted to try something different. And I moved into the insurance space where I was a, an assistant vice president of communications with Sun Life Financial, which is a global insurance company. Uh, and from there, I went to work at um, the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Now that's a, an organization that is a trade association of property and casualty insurance companies in canada so that everything from home auto and business insurance where i was their national spokesperson and and really handled all the crisis management so if there was a major uh, weather related disaster in canada i was sent on the front lines to deal with the media and talk to people who had been impacted so whether it was a tornado or a hurricane or 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 some major fire i was dispatched into the area i mean i guess that culminated really in 2016 when a massive forest fire hit uh, fort mcmurray alberta and it was the largest natural disaster in canadian history and uh, i was airlifted in there uh, while things were still burning and <laughs> and had to to help people and explain the story, because insurance can be a very complicated topic. I left the the, uh, the Insurance Bureau in 2020, and I've worked as a communications uh, freelancer, for lack of a better word, worked for a number of companies and organizations that knew what I brought to the table. And uh, in the last two years, I've worked, I went back to my roots and worked in radio at a a couple of radio stations in the Toronto area where I was doing news again. So that's sort of my my career in, in full cycle. So, uh, I, you know, I'm a person with lots of opinions, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm always speaking on behalf of organizations or companies and trying to get to the bottom of what's there. So I try to take real complex issues and make them very simplified. So
1: working in insurance company and also in uh, uh, stock exchange and uh, media relations, public relations, spending a lot of uh, uh, your lifetime in different uh, films. What you are today with this collection?
2: Well, that's a very good question. I think what it did for me is it it broadened my horizon it 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 meant I needed to have a, a much more strategic view of the world and how you take very complex issues and you understand that at the end of the day, there's a customer like you and me at the other end that needs to understand and needs to have things explained to them in a plain and simple manner. Uh, we have many technology tools at our hands today that you know, help us forecast the weather much more accurately or to disseminate information to large groups and numbers. But I never lost i never lost the fact that I was dealing with a person at the other end. And whether that was through the media uh, or, or any other aspect, uh, people get their news from a number of different sources. And reporters are trying to do their job by making sure that they are able to tell a story to their audience. And I'm trying to, to tell my story through those people to get to that audience. It's never easy. I mean, uh, there are difficult days and and it's challenging and not everything you say is right. And not everything you say is what people want to hear. But if you're doing it with the best intentions and you're being truthful. Even though it's bad news, sometimes uh, you get you have to get that out. You can't be hiding things back from people because. Someone will find that out, and that's your reputation. You're only as good as your reputation. And I've always been a person that has
0: protected my reputation carefully over the years.
1: So working in media communications, uh, how you, uh, your contribution uh, impacted the listeners or the people who are watching you?
0: Well, I always tried to be –
2: I think I had to understand – where my role was in the in the large chain of events uh, i was a I was a a bridge a conduit to to bring the messages of the organization together to what people wanted to hear so I would say that the real important thing to know is that because I was an information junkie and I could take in a lot of data and 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 messaging and the whole thing and translate it out. I think the important thing was to be clear and concise. And, you know, I think it's rooted by being, a, I think I'm a fairly good writer. I think I I speak very well and and uh, I'm genuine. I, I, I don't try to, to mask anything. And as you gain experience over your career, uh, you have a little bit more runway of what you can say and what you can do and what you can get away with. But I always answered my phone. I always answered my emails, texts, tweets, it, you know, over the years that changed a great deal because social media uh really changed the focus of what we did. When I when I started in in the communications business, what we called the traditional media, so newspapers, TV, radio was was up here and social media was non-existent. Well, over time that pendulum started to swing. And today, how you present yourself on social media is as important, if not more important, uh, than in some of the traditional media. And I, I'm a student of, of communications. I mean, I've taught communications at colleges. I've, I, I'm a frequent speaker to groups and organizations. And I always tell people that, uh, you know, we, we live in a world right now where it's so polarizing. You know, people are either on the left or on the right and we need more frank discussion in the middle so that people understand that there are always two sides to a story. And sometimes you have to put your put yourself in the shoes of the person you're speaking with and understand that this is the most important or the biggest challenge of their life and that you have to show some empathy and be able to 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 try to help. You can't answer every question. You can't. You can't solve every problem but you can certainly be a listening ear to those people who need it most.
1: Uh you as a media person as a as a person who worked in media communications uh, your experience is very very big. Uh, uh you you have spent a lot of your lifetime in this uh profession. Yes. Uh And uh, communication, you have worked in all the three types of communication mediums. You are writing, you are a writer, you are a speaker in radio, and uh, uh, you are presenting as a journalist uh, in a visual medium. So three different communication mediums you have spent your life in uh, in giving the information that you have collected with your senses. And uh, your, your work looks... Uh, So diverse, you worked in different uh, uh, topics uh, and you have uh, presented the information. So with that experience uh, today, comparing that experience with the social media experience where information is uh, uh, a click away. So how do you define this difference?
2: I think that the most important thing in any society is to have a wide and diverse media and that someone who consumes that information uh, needs to be reading, watching, and listening to as much as possible. Anyone who gets all their news or information strictly off social media is making a huge mistake. Uh, There are organizations that spend a great deal of time and effort uh, to make sure they tell a balanced story. And I found over time that that there are a couple of problems in today's media. Uh, Number one, um, they tend to take their own editorial slant, especially in the United States, where, you know, you could look at, at Fox News being very right wing. You can look at CNN being more on the left side. In Canada, we're lucky because the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, the CBC, It's a very neutral organization. Some would, would accuse it of being more left leaning, uh, but I find it, it gives a very balanced approach. Uh, I always think that Canadians have a, a much more global view of the world than Americans. Uh, Americans will probably challenge me on that, but I always think in the U.S., it's U.S. first and everybody else after. But Canada, we have a, a very unique country. We have been, for the last 50 years, been very open to uh, immigration and, and building this country uh, based on the people that come to this country. And everyone, at some way or another, has come to this country. My family was uh, from an Irish background and came to this country in the 1920s uh, and, and set up roots here when things were very difficult back home. Uh, In recent years, you've you've seen a large influx of people from different communities and they come in and they they're able to stay with their own communities if they want, but they're able to assimilate into society. And we are much richer for that. And I think that helps bring a much more balanced approach to things. So I, I probably have an understanding of what's what's happening in your country much more than, say, an American might, because. That's how we get our information, and for people who really want to know, you can read and find out anything you want. So, I like that global view. I like to be Canadian. I uh, I think that we are
0: we are something special in the world, and I hope that never changes.
1: So, how technology today? Uh, uh is uh, helping uh, countries to be interconnected and uh, share information and uh, where we are going with this technology
2: look what we're doing right now i mean we're we're talking you're in india it's six o'clock at night i'm in canada it's nine thirty in the morning and we're having a chat that you're going to put out to an audience from people from right around the world that's pretty amazing uh, um,
0: when I started in the media back in the 80s, uh, I worked on a typewriter and
2: had to type everything out with carbon paper. Now, you you, you you won't even have to even understand the the challenges that went into that. I remember in the late 80s when the fax machine first came out, and I thought that was revolutionary because we didn't have to dictate things over the phone. We could just send a copy. And that Moved into The email and that moved into the Internet and, and, and all of these different aspects where things started to spring up so that you're as we can have a conversation as friends on a on a daily basis as if you're sitting right here with me. And that's amazing because now you and what you're doing with your your, uh, your YouTube channel is is pretty great. I mean, you're. You seem to be a person who is seeking a different perspective and understanding the world that you live in, and that is something you should be commended for because it 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 shows me that you're enthusiastic and a go getter for that. But two, it 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 also shows me that you know twenty years ago you couldn't have done this, and now you can, and that's amazing. And what what ten years down the road is going to be? I have no idea. When you're my age, uh, I, I'm I'd be thrilled to find out just what you can do, and uh, uh, you know, continues because uh, I, I I have a I have two sons that are around 30 years of age and uh, two grand well one grandchild another one on the way but how's it how they will grow up and the change that will be there for them. Uh, it's it's just amazing to think of what the future holds for
1: us. So today uh, you are watching uh, and you are observing uh, different platforms where people are uh, uh, sharing information and uh, uh, communicating uh, in the Internet. It can be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any, any platform where pictures, videos and uh, the articles are being shared. And so how a uh, ordinary person can able to find the right information in this vast, wide knowledge?
0: I think it's incumbent on them to find really credible sources. Um, I like Twitter
2: because it's fast and easy and it helps me identify trends or things that are, are, are moving. But I always go to then full sources to find that out. So I may go to the CBC or I may go to the BBC um, or I may go to one of the major networks in the US to try to get a bigger perspective on the story. I just don't look at what's on Twitter and say, that's the end of the story, I want more. In terms of Facebook, it's been a great way to Facebook... Uh, I I think I got on the Facebook initially in like 2008 and it was a wonderful way to connect with people and friends and people I hadn't seen in years and family members and share updates with what, what's happening. Instagram is a, um, a similar platform, but it's a very visual platform. So, you know, you're sharing photos and, and that, and you're going to follow people that you like and appreciate and, you want to feel a sense of closeness with them. But I think you also have to realize that, you know, social media is a bit of a mirage. It It's not always what it appears to be. And nothing that we do is ever as good as things appear to be, and nothing's really ever as bad.
0: Um, the last two to three years, uh, when the pandemic struck, it forced a lot of companies move away from
2: a lot of the in person face to face meetings and office environments into an online platform, and that has been a struggle for many people. Uh, mental health issues have uh, have been a concern uh, because we're not we 're not meeting face to face so as a society while technology assists us. To to be a, better communicate or to reach people, it nothing beats a face to face conversation. Sitting down over a drink, having some laughs, going out
0: somewhere, having fun. These things, while if my world is at my fingertips, it's a crutch. You know, I, I hate going out to dinner and
2: watching people on their phones instead of talking to each other. You know, I, I I almost wish that that you could have, you know, phone free restaurants or something where, you know, you get back to that, having a discussion. And, you know, I go to I was at a restaurant the other day and this family, two people and their three kids and the three kids are all on devices at the dinner table. Like they are young kids, like nine, 10 years old, but they're all behind screens. And I thought. You know, when I was a kid, I was out at dinner, I was talking to my parents you know i was this was our time, and i'm I'm worried that technology has has moved us away from the interpersonal relationships into what is almost impersonal relationships, surface relationships, and they're never as good
1: So as the information provided through different platforms, it can be writing or uh, it can be audio or it can be video uh what ethics or values that you uh, uh uh put for yourself all these years in your life
0: well a lot of that depends on the organization um that you want to make sure that you know you're truthful honest law-abiding um And I think if you do your research and provide what you know is truth,
2: you're always going to be fine. So ethically over my career, yes, I've had areas where I've challenged. I haven't actually believed everything that I was being told, but I had to deal with all the best information possible. So I would be very careful with my wording and, uh, you know, I would put these little words in, like, "Well, it could be, or it might be, or you know," instead of "it is." <laughs> so you 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 find you have that out that way. But I never ever intentionally went out of my way to lie to a customer or um, an audience uh, because everything I wrote or or put out, I I truly believed in. And I think you have to you have to do you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say. You know, am I, am I holding true to my own ethical standards? And everybody's bar is at a different level. And mine is, is high because it's had to be. And I've, I I've found, too, that when you are uh, interviewed and you're on TV and you're on radio and you're on that, that people hold you to a different standard so that I can't be looking like a fool uh or saying things out of place uh because it could come back to haunt me and and I I wouldn't want that so I tend to be very neutral I don't get into arguments with people I just I just try to I try to be a, a conciliator I try to bring things together rather than push things apart
1: so being, being in media media communications uh, being in public relations uh, uh, being a constant communicator, how this profession uh, impacted you as a human being?
0: I was born to
1: be in this position.
2: I was a communicate. I, I was an information junkie as a child. I, I was a sponge for information. I read a lot. I'm very big on history. I I, I love to write. I love to express myself. I was very creative. Um, so. You know, some people are just born that way, and that's how I'm wired, and and uh, that's never going to change. I try to be relevant. I try to understand what the different generations are looking for, and I I hope I can have a conversation with anybody because uh, I always find there's common ground, and it should always be common ground. You, you should you should never
0: judge a book by its cover. You got to get in and read it.
1: And in what subjects you are great in?
2: <laughs> I was very good in history. I was uh, very good in English uh, and very good in geography. Uh, these types of things. I, I I can tell where things are on the map. I can tell you why, you know, the, the, the what happened in the past and while, you know, it could impact what our future is. Um but those were those were my. I, I was not a math student. I was not very good at math, uh, and I struggled with languages too. I, I I speak some French, but not very well. Um, I understand uh, some Italian, but I don't speak. I I, I can speak little bits because I had friends who were Italian, but uh, I wish I really wish I could speak multiple languages. I wish I, I I wish I could you know look at look at you with English. I mean your your English is great. So you know I I commend you for that that takes you a long way.
1: And uh, up to where your expressions reached in the in the world.
2: I have had people reach out to me from all over the world. So things I've done have been around the world. we won a global communications award for our work in Port McMurray. So that was recognized by not only here in Canada, but around the world in terms of communications. So uh, I like to think that I do my job to the best of my ability and
0: I leave it for others to say how good or effective that is.
1: So how today's uh, global communications are uh, affecting the humanity?
0: The world is open, not every place in the
2: world, but the world is largely open. And people need to take a much more global view of of what's happening. I need to understand some of the challenges happening in your country, uh, across Europe, uh, South America, to really understand. I mean, countries are huge trading partners in a lot of, of situations. Um, the last year or so in the media, I've been, you know, following a lot of what's happened in Russia and Ukraine, and and understanding just what global impact that has had on supply chain issues and and uh, the the peace and security of, of of Ukraine and potentially Europe and what that could mean for the rest of the world. So I think you you need to you need to be watching every corner of the planet to understand what could be happening next.
1: So have you changed yourself uh, uh, by taking the feedbacks of people who are uh, uh, receiving your expressions?
0: I always listen. I don't always agree, but I listen. And
2: sometimes I change a little of my wording um, or my perspective or I'll research and find out what they're really talking about.
0: So that, that helps me,
1: too. So today, uh, uh, Elon Musk said that, uh, uh, you know, has been saying from years that, that every every human has to have a platform or have an opportunity to say what they feel like. So this too much freedom is good or bad in media.
0: Well. Remember a quote from the old Spider-Man movie with great power comes great
2: responsibility. and you 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 have platforms. You must use them wisely, and and uh, and understand that you have no idea what you say or what you do could
0: impact someone uh, next door or around the world. So, uh, what
1: what what do you think people in the uh, in different uh, countries? Uh, uh, do, do you think that uh, they are presenting themselves exactly what they are living their life in real world?
2: Well, certain countries, I think that your 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 communications and media are suppressed. Um, some of the some of the countries that 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 block uh, certain social media or information from getting in or getting out of the country, their state-run media, that can be dangerous. Uh, but
0: you. People who are resourceful will always find a way around that.
1: Uh, Geologically, different countries have uh, benefits of different resources that you know. I'm sure uh, in your experience you have observed, you have presented the information regarding different subjects through media. So uh, today, uh, humans from different parts of the world are communicating and interacting with each other. Uh, having uh, uh, different resources with them. So, are we going to be equal one day?
0: I think the balance of power can change um, over time. Uh,
2: You know, look at China and look at the development there and the financial power that is within that country. and what they do in terms of exports and, 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 and information. I think the United States used to be the huge superpower that it may not be what it was in the past. I think that each country, uh, depending on what is their most valuable export and what, what is their best natural resources become powerful. I mean, we may not know what a product is in 10 years, that's the most valuable product. Uh, so, in Canada, we're uh, very rich in natural resources uh, uh, oil, which we have not developed to the way that the, the Middle East has. Uh, we're also uh, big mining uh, organizations. So, we export a lot of that and we also export a lot of of, of produce and, and uh, cattle and, and, and this. So, you know, those are always things that are going to be needed, but people are always seeking alternative ways to Bring sustainability to the planet, and that can change at a, a moment's notice. I mean, there are certain areas that have, you know, weather that's impacted them and famine and 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 these concerns. Uh, but given the right support and and the right change of mindset, they they may be able to pivot and become a much more stronger country in the future. So, mm-hmm. who's on top now may not be on top forever, and who's on the bottom now may be at the top at some day. It's, uh, it's 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 your lifetime. You may see some huge change. My lifetime, I may not see so much change. I'm
1: you know 61 years old. <laughs> Time is running out. So when you are working in your early days in media communications, uh, uh, do you have a particular goal that uh, with every word that I speak? I should change something in, uh, on the planet. It can no, be for I, human beings, or or can be other other part, other species. I
2: I I wish I had that kind of you know huge goal. Um, I wanted to do a good job. I wanted to inform, entertain, uh, and just be myself. And I think I'm a pretty good person. Uh, so if I can positively
0: impact someone anywhere, I've done a good job.
1: So what great qualities that you have that you think that worked for you
0: all these years? I'm outgoing. I'm a very good networker. So I meet and
2: talk to people. uh, Frequently, I'm not afraid to speak to people. I'm not afraid to have a discussion. Um, uh, I'm friendly i 'm caring and i 'm loyal so if you 're my friend uh you 're always going to be my friend uh, unless you stab me in the back you i'd rather someone come up and punch me in the face and stab me in the back at least I see it coming and uh, Very few people have crossed me, but uh you know occasionally people do and i I just shut them out of my life so uh.
1: In the part of your profession, I'm sure uh, you have exchanged uh, information or words with uh, different kinds of human beings and uh, uh, from different places and from different backgrounds and people who work in different industries. So, uh, how, uh, 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 if you, if you, if you one, one day you sit and uh, think about uh, 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 different informations or the conversations that you had or uh, the people that you met. uh, What do you think that uh, life taught you as a communicator?
2: First of all, life is really short (laughs) and that time flies and you need to appreciate things along the way. And I think if you live with your core values, then
0: you take every Meeting relationship network as a gift,
2: and you're able to to move ahead that way. Uh, I have been thrilled that over my career I've been able to meet people from all walks of life and all countries and it's a it's a treat it's a treat, whether I've been introduced to their culture and customs or their food uh it's it's an experience i'm so glad i've been on this journey and i hope to continue on this journey for still some time
1: so me uh, me as a technologist uh, working in technology uh we are uh, the professionals who are responsible to uh store the data in data centers uh in different parts of the world and uh we don't know when the natural, natural disasters happens, don't know when the nature creates uh, you know disturbance, mm-hmm. but our responsibility is to give this information that is being stored in the big data centers in uh, global. Uh, uh, we have global infrastructure for all the technology companies. We are trying to give this to the next generation. So you saw a lot of generations in your life so, what do you say to the professionals uh, who are responsible for this?
0: well I
2: think that it's it's vital now if if you think back that this um this storage and backup and and uh, uh, what I would call business continuity um really has its roots back only twenty something years you you think that uh the big challenge around, uh, especially around Y2K, when we went to the year 2000, there was a concern over the computers not being able to adapt to that. But that also forced companies to build redundancy sites and to uh, find better ways to store their data and their information. Uh, 9-11 created even a more accelerated pace to that. So by the early 2000s, companies were, were finding that this was so important then with e-commerce and and the, the movement towards um the uh sort of the global marketplace uh the the movement of uh funds and money and information around the world uh became paramount to how we we do things um so that's only going to continue so the work that you do and the work that is embedded within that is so important that said the um protecting the confidentiality of that information is also important because there are people trying to defraud at all levels, major corporations down to the the grandmother down the street who gets a an email or something that's a phishing scam. So fraudsters, I always say that, you know, you build a better mousetrap, the mice get smarter. And, you know, we need to continue to be vigilant in our, uh, in our network uh, security and the, the backup information, because it can make a company and it can
1: break a company. So as a person who live, uh, as a person who, who lived on this planet for sixty plus years, uh, so you saw the communication system and the networking that happens in between uh, humans and the communication system that is being created by these human beings. So why only humans have this information transfer uh, thing? But uh, do you do you find as, as, a, as a human being, do you find the same in other species as well? The other species transferring information to the next generations with whatever the technology that they have?
0: I think you always, no matter what
2: you are, who you are, where you are, you learn from the previous generations. I mean, if you go back to the you know, indigenous people of Canada and around the world, they would pass on their information from one generation to one generation through spoken word, uh, the, the, the great philosophers and artists of the the, the Renaissance period with, you know, drew on the previous administration, uh, the the previous uh, civilizations, and and all of that. So, you know, sharing of information, whether it's by spoken word, whether it's by art, whether it's by culture, that gets passed down and along and across any kind of platform or people. We will continue to pass that information along. I just like to be a storyteller and tell my own story rather than have someone have to research everything about it.
1: So what kind of research you need to do? I mean, you, 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 you will do for uh, uh, presenting the information.
2: I think every person has a story, Uh, so I I think it's really important to be able to document what you do uh, and what you've done and the mark that you've left on the world. Uh, I'm trying to write a book uh to 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 be able to pass that on and it's not it's not a book that i care that the world reads it it's more that i want my sons and i want my grandson to understand where uh, how i became me and where i was with this and i think that it's very important to be able to take a stock in what you are what you've done and what mark you've left because when you're gone the only things left are the memories of 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 you so i always think of what my parents would have said or had said or what my grandparents had taught me Uh, that's that's so important and today it's pretty easy to be able to document things whether it's on you know your computer files youtube whatever they get a flavor of who you are and what you've done i mean you're leaving a legacy yourself you don't even realize this right now 10 years from now you'll look back at that and everybody you've talked to you've learned something I hope you've learned something from everybody you've talked to
1: so in your in your 60 years of life do you have something that you never shared with anyone that you want to share now today
0: well um, I always had a dream of being a professional
2: athlete, and I played a lot of sports growing up, but you know I was only five foot nine, uh, wasn't big enough to be you know in certain sports that I really tried to excel in and i tried always tried my best, and I always knew I was never very good. People might think I was much better than I was, but I wasn't very good. And I can admit that now <laughs> that, you know, some people just have a knack for it. My, my passion was in writing. It was not being able to throw a ball further than somebody else. And I think I wish I had maybe practiced more about that. I also wish that, and I guess I haven't said this before either, I wish I had worked harder in school. I, uh, I did well, and I have not, no complaints about my career. I, I probably would have gone the same way. But I should have embraced or appreciated that more than what I did. And and I, I also probably the biggest regrets I have is not being able to say bye to my parents one last time before they pass. That will always haunt me. And, and that's why you need to appreciate the people around you and tell them that
1: on a daily basis. So as an information provider, uh what what medium uh you have reached more with the people it, it, is that writing or with your voice or with your visual
0: i a little of
2: everything i mean everything is rooted in writing so if i didn't if i wrote it i would usually say it as so it would be out there but you know when people google me uh they can find things i've done back Ten,
0: twenty years, so it's out there somewhere. So I kind of look at that as a bit of a legacy.
1: So, which one you think that uh, that reaches more audience in the world?
2: Well, I think that anybody's looking for information or doing research right now will always go to the the internet. We'll go to the web and. Uh, and search something, whether you're looking for a service provider, whether you're looking for a person, whether you're doing some research. Um, I mean, that tends to be the first go-to. Uh, if I'm quickly, you know, commuting somewhere or I'm have time on my, my hands, that's when I look at Twitter first for that. But I don't think that has a huge impactful thing. That's probably impactful for, you know, a, a few hours or a day. And then I have a, I have a YouTube channel where I post like travel videos when I've gone away and, and done things. And, and uh, you know, I get you know thousands and thousands of views. And that's because I think I've provided information that people want to know about a resort or something that they want to go to. So um, each each platform has a different
0: audience and not everything you say goes to the same people.
1: So is it same saying the information of different subjects? Are you the same person?
0: Who? Yes and no, Uh, I I I think I'm the same person.
2: I may be a little bit more uh, casual on certain platforms, and a little bit more professional on other platforms. when I'm reading news or I'm doing corporate communications work, I'm very professional, very friendly, but professional when I'm uh, on my Facebook or my Instagram. Yeah, I'm a bit more casual and fun uh, because, you know, I can be. And uh, and that, that, that never hurts. Uh, but, uh, yeah, each one is a little bit different, but it's the same person. It's
0: just a little different way of presenting it.
1: So with your presence on this world, in this world, what kind of emotions you have created in people most of the time in your life?
2: Well, I hope I brought a smile to people's faces. I've always, you know, worked in an environment where I've tried to uh, bring some humor to it. I find humor in a lot of different things. I mean, sometimes the right humor, sometimes inappropriate humor. But I'm always, I try to break the ice. I try to to um, um, to bring a, a little joke, a levity to a situation. Uh, people often get very stressed in certain situations. And if I can break the ice by making people feel comfortable, I, I that may be a gift I have. I'm, I I don't want people to feel uncomfortable. I always try to include people. Whenever I ran a meeting, I'd always go around the room and try to make sure I got the opinions of everybody because we we we're all wired differently right there are some people who are extroverts some people who are introverts and it's harder for them to express themselves and they may have great information that we need to hear and i try to be encouraging it's it's i i've worked with young people i have mentored i have taught i have uh, I did a podcast where i would do a lot of interviews with students and sometimes i was their very first interview and that that was rewarding to me because it helped them Get confidence and that's that's kind of where I, I look. I think I can bring people some peace of mind and confidence that's why I think people continue to contact me because um, I've always been open. I don't turn down many opportunities if I think that uh,
0: it's worthy and it's it's something that's going to help someone
1: so history and uh, geology is your favorite subjects, so we- the information that you have collected from with this, uh, uh, from the subjects, how that impacted you, your thinking process?
2: History is uh, history is just the greatest. Um, it's the greatest gift. It's it's like reading a book or or watching a movie and seeing this play out in front of you. And it, this really happened. So. Um, I learned so much. I learned I took you know, Canadian history, European history, American history. I was in Paris a year ago, uh, and I had learned all about France and the French Revolution, and and went to all sorts of locations where things had happened. But because I knew what was going, knew what had happened, it made that trip even more exciting because I I, I knew. Enough about the history to bring it all into perspective. I just wasn't going there as a tourist, not understanding. Going to the Louvre and seeing, you know, wonderful masterpieces and paintings, and understanding who the artists were, it was, and and why they drew it, uh, painted it at a certain time, and it just was incredible. And to be able to walk in certain places that had history, you know, in Canada, our history is is, uh, you know, really 200 years. Um, and not even that, 150, 160 years since our confederation. Um, so you're really looking at people in this country back just more than 200 years. But in Europe, you know, 500, 600,000 years structures that that are standing today that had their roots, you know, 500 years ago. It's amazing. It's amazing. And uh, and uh, I, I enjoy seeing that. And even the U.S. and all the talk there really it's just a 200 year old country
1: and uh, as a as a person who is into media communications for a long time, what is your observation and your view about uh uh, uh space communication
0: like space space <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh it uh I
2: think there's always been a fascination with it. I mean, I go back to being a young kid and listening on the radio of all things. Uh, to the landing of the moon in 1969, Neil Armstrong, and, and watching the Apollo series were in the radio station uh, when the, the different space shuttles would go up and being on duty the day that the Challenger exploded and just the effect that that had on people. Uh, I think that the, the fascination with space uh, maybe has waned somewhat in recent years I think that there's huge possibilities. I would love to see what's out in, in the great beyond, you know, um, whether they can do things and land on Mars. And, and, uh, I have a, I have an app on my phone that, uh, you can put up to the sky and you can identify planets and stars. And, you know, on a clear day, I'll go out and look up and I'll say, well, there's Jupiter and there's Venus. And, and I just think that, you know, we have a, a universe that in the big picture is small. And I wonder what's out there. I I just wonder if we're the only thing out there. Not that I believe in a UFO necessarily, but I gotta think the possibility
0: that there's life somewhere else is always possible.
1: So do you want to say anything to the people who are working for uh uh space thing, like SpaceX or NASA?
2: I think, I think they're incredibly intelligent, uh, people who are working with technology today that didn't exist 50 years ago. And what the guys did before them um, was amazing. And what they can do in the future is even more amazing. And I hope that they continue to make that a, uh, uh, a priority and that, uh, we, our planet is our only planet and we live here and who knows what we
0: need in the future to continue to to to, to live so as a person
1: who is uh, uh who is evidence of the history you as a person who is who is on this planet for a long time who has an identity who saw different things that with your eyes with your senses with your senses, you have absorbed information. You are, you have absorbed information. So, what is your belief? Uh, uh, do you think that uh, we as a humans can able to uh, establish communication between other planets?
0: I think they've tried. You know, I think that there are
2: things in place where they they try to send signals out. And, I think you got to have a, a certain element of, of that that is aware that you need to keep an eye on that. Um, but so far, we've heard nothing. So I I, I
0: don't know. Uh, but I wouldn't stop trying.
2: Part, so of me wants
0: to, part of me wants to think that there's something out there.
2: Part of me really wants to think that there's something out there. But...
0: I don't know. I don't know, and I <laughs> maybe someday I'll be proved wrong.
1: Definitely, uh, I believe that uh, you will see humans uh, putting uh, their leg on another planet in your life.
0: I, I I I hope so. I I that's so fascinating to me.
1: So, uh, at last, uh, what do you say about my communication? my global communication and my platforms and my work.
2: I think you're doing a wonderful job. Um, I think keep this up. I think you are helping to bridge areas. I think it helps you learn more about what's going on out there and that it allows people to share their stories. So uh, I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing. And uh, I just, I wish you all the best.
1: Uh, for continued
0: success
1: so as an experienced uh, communica- uh, uh, communicator, what do you think that uh, and what do you think and uh, how this gl- global communication that I'm doing I have communi- communicated with more than hundred country people who are into different professions and who are into different uh, parts of the world and who are working in different industries uh, and who are into different age groups uh, so me trying to collect information from these people and what they are doing in their life and how they did things and how they solved different problems in their lives, collecting these experiences and putting on my platform and collecting all these experiences and putting in my head how I'm going to contribute this energy, this collection of information uh, uh, to the big organizations for working for the you know betterment of the planet.
2: Well, I think you need to... To to take a look at what you've learned. I mean, you can you can simply put it down to you know, a number of, of stories and things that you've learned, or life lessons that you've learned from people around the world, and and things that give you those aha moments that you didn't think about before. And I think that that all becomes part of a uh, a, a legacy that you can pass on. Uh, there are a few people that that I know of. There. Trying to do what you're trying to do, uh, bridging the gap to to different people and cultures and 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 professions, and uh, you do it with such efficiency. Like you 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 communicate very well and you pull things together. Uh, you certainly need to sit back and take a little stock and say, what have I really learned here, or what is common everywhere around the world. Yeah, these are types of things that I
0: think you could uh, you could really do well with.
1: So if this video is stored in any data center or any storage device uh, in the world and after 60 years or 100 years, this uh, video is been watched. That valuable words that you want to convey to them.
0: I think what we do today is tomorrow's history. So, be it as it may, whether it's here today, gone tomorrow, it'll never be gone. Well, can I put this video
1: on my YouTube channel with your permission? Yes, you can. Also, can I put this audio video on my podcast website, internet, social media, everywhere with your permission?
0: Yes, everything is fine. Uh, can you share... In the audience. I will, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll put on the screen also uh I'll I'll share in my website as well. People who find my home and see the work that you're doing and learn from you and also uh book.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. Uh thank you again, Steve, for your valuable time. Thank you so much and have a great day. You too, sir. Thank you.